0: You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and we touch base from time to time with people, particularly people in the entertainment business, who uh, I've had the pleasure of coming across at various times, but are also who are impacted by the current situation, COVID-19. And we've heard a lot from artists, musicians particularly, uh, who are very much visible in the entertainment sector and they put CDs out there and all the rest of it. But one of the genres within entertainment that we haven't touched upon is comedy. And I had the pleasure a few years back of meeting Eugene Fitzpatrick on a cruise. And Eugene does a lot of corporate work in addition to what he would have done on the cruise lines, etc. So I'm particularly interested in hearing how Eugene has been faring with the current last year, and how it has impacted what would have been his normal work. Eugene, thanks a million for coming along for a chat.
1: Austin, it's lovely to hear you. My last show was in the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow, back on the 15th of March last year, along with Brendan Shine and Dominic Kerwin and a few of them, on a show called The Taste of Ireland, which was wonderful. At that time, COVID was just about to start. And the Scottish people didn't really care about COVID. They were more interested in the fact that the Glasgow Rangers and the Glasgow Celtic Old Firm game was being cancelled because of COVID. They didn't care about anything else. So I arrived back home uh, in in Ireland, and that was it right from then to now. Uh, No gigs, uh, nothing really of, of, of anything happening. It's been a tough old time, but I'm very lucky in the fact, I'm blessed in the fact that I have a pension, my wife has a pension, we have no mortgages, we have no bills, everything is above board and clear. We're right up to date, we have no debts and credit cards or anything, but I really, really feel for some of the younger lads, young fellows who are just married last year and have got a, a wife and a wee baby, and maybe paying off a car, paying off a mortgage, how they're surviving, I just don't know. But thankfully I'm blessed to be in the position I'm in. Uh, But I do really, really feel for some of the younger guys and I hope to God they can get through this. I do believe that a lot of guys that are playing in bands, etc., will never go back to the music industry again. I can't see it. I can see them going back to what they did before as bricklayers and carpenters and, you know, whatever. But I can't see them going back. A lot of them go back to the business. Can't see the business being the same as it was, you know, the great business of cruise ships, of dance halls act every night. Can't see that happening for quite a while. Maybe another
0: I, On the other hand, Eugene, what I would think though is because we've all been cooped up for so long, Yeah. I must say there's a certain um, itchiness to actually get out and be entertained.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And um, Uh, So I could actually see that when we get to a point that there's a degree of safety, Mm -hmm. that there will be a huge demand for live entertainment. It's to get to that point.
1: Austin, I don't know, and I'll tell you why. Father Brand, Darcy, you know Father Brand. Father Brand and I were on the cruise last year together, Gertie Burns Cruise in America. And Brand and I were talking, you know, several times since. He is of the opinion that people have not been going to Mass on a personal basis. The churches are empty, the people are watching through television, etc. But he believes that there's a possibility quite a number of people won't go back to church again because they've got used not going to it. The same thing's happening to the show business. A lot of people have got used going without and a lot of them won't go back. People who are going to Hotels for weekends with country music weekends. I think a lot of people are sort of saying, well, we're used living without it, so let's continue. At the early days of the, uh, the lockdowns, a lot of acts were going on uh, YouTube, a lot of acts were going on uh, different um, social media and doing shows from home. There's things like concerts from the couch and we concerts. And then some people were trying to charge, say, £5 or £10 for viewing these shows. That was going on at the beginning. But I have noticed this last six, seven months, that's dying away. People are not to the same degree going on YouTube and doing free concerts. They seem to have resigned themselves to the fact things are changing. They'll never be the same. And if it does get back again... It could be another 12 months. That's, that's the way I'm reading it. I might be wrong, I hope I am wrong, but that's the way I'm reading it.
0: See, Eugene, I would say the challenge I find is that because there is so much that is available online, you're actually spoilt for choice. And in a way, um, that, whereas when it comes around on your doorstep, it might be the only time that that artist comes to your doorstep. Uh, so you get out there. But I do think that the life experience is so totally different that people will be anxious to have the life experience. Um, it's like going to a restaurant. You know, that uh, it's it's no matter how much varied cuisine you have at home, when you go to the restaurant, you still don't have to wash the dishes afterwards.
1: I know, yeah. Funny enough, about an hour ago, my wife and I were sitting talking, and we just worked out in the last Over a year, over a year. We have been in a restaurant four times. You know. And then two Indians, one Chinese and one sort of Irish-English food. Four times in a year. You know, this this is bad. Another thing as well too. I have uh, sometimes problems with my lower back. Or sometimes problems with my glutes. Rather than go and look for... Uh, a physiotherapist I can go on YouTube and there are hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of videos showing you how to release your back showing you how to stretch your shoulders showing you how to fix your neck so why would I spend £50 pounds to go to a physiotherapist where I can get it on YouTube for nothing and that's, that's what's going to happen to the music business why should I go and hear Declan Nurney when I can go on YouTube and watch little bits of his concert. You know, this, the world is changing, Austin, awesome, and it's never going to be the same again. It's not going to be the world that you and I have known.
0: Okay, so Eugene, bring it around then to your own genre. Like, comedy, particularly, um, is interactive. You need, that, that's, you need to hear the laughter coming from the audience, and the audience feed then off you hearing the laughter. It's very much... Uh, two way street. And that can't really be achieved on a YouTube video or on, on any of the other platforms. Your 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 challenge is on the one hand I think your genre is that little bit going to be more in demand. Yeah. But I think where the challenge might come, would you agree that you know the corporate gigs that you would have done previously, because the corporate world is changing, yep. Those opportunities may not arise.
1: Well, I, I was doing a lot of work over the years for the IRFU, the Irish rugby, down Leinster, you know, lunches before the Ireland-Scotland match or the Ireland-England match. You were getting a lot of that stuff, but that's all gone. That's totally gone. Those were great fundraisers for the local clubs, but that's gone. Whether that'll ever come back again or not, I don't know. And then as you get older... People are inclined to forget about you. My my agent, as David Huller, a great great lad he was too. I did a lot of work for the BBC over the years, and David said to me, Gene, the thing that is, is the gatekeepers have changed. In other words, the the, uh, production managers I was working with, they've gone. There's a new breed coming in of young fellas who don't know who the devil Gene Fitzpatrick is. You know, and that's, that's... which part of the problem is going to be? The longer the likes of Declan Nerny and Dominic and these lads are off the scene, the producers in TV are getting retiring. There's new ones coming along, and they're going into new kinds of music, new kinds of comedy. I saw a comedy series on uh, a program here last week, one a, a local one, and uh, I couldn't make out one word that the fellow was trying to talk about. Completely so unfunny. So everything's changing. Comedy's changing. Music's changing. Going out's changing. And the the longer this goes on, the more uh, DJs will have retired, the more uh, people, yeah, even the, the likes of your job and and, and the Gaelic like are, as, as, as days go on, you know, they'll forget about Austin and cause some wee 25-year-old will come along and do it, and this is the danger that we're in at the moment, but we have survived. We're doing all right. You're doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, but it's a, I'm very sad for some of the younger ones.
0: Eugene, can you see this forcing you into, re- into retirement?
1: Yes. Very much so. Very much so. Now, in our business, as you know, you don't retire. The phone stops ringing. That's that's the problem. It's not that you're retiring, The phone stops ringing. But when I came back from the cruise last year, I said to my wife, that's it. Don't want to do it anymore. You know, flying across the Atlantic, going through visas, going through this. So what I want to do is now, for the rest of my days, is if the golf club, Royal Portrush or something, phones up, would you do an after dinner? Yes, I'll go. Or Leinster Airplane Munster in, in the, the Aviva Stadium in Dublin. Will you do the pre-match lunch? Yes, I'll do that kind of work. But I do want to go back to that the heavy days of flying here and flying there, those days have gone. And uh, really, I'm 76 coming in May, the 26th of May to the 76th. I don't really fancy flying to America when I'm 80 years of age, you know, to do a cruise or to do this. So, yes, things are changing, but there will always be work. There will always be work for a clean comedian who's safe in front of, bank managers and priests and nuns uh, and not using bad luck there'll always be a market for that but as I said to my wife other day, Maureen, if I only it out once a month or twice a month that's, that's fine if we do it any, we're still surviving so when
0: you know that's, that's so when you talk about surviving you mentioned the 15th of March was the last time you had a gig and that was uh, so now that's yeah 11 months ago um hmm Survival is one thing putting food on the table but we as human beings are total human beings with all different complex requirements to keep us Mm -hmm. from going around the bend or pulling the hair out of each other and fighting with each other. How have you been doing on that?
1: Brilliant. I've got to realise you don't need to change your car every three years. You don't need to be changing clothes every six months. I think Mother Nature is telling us all, slow down, smell the coffee, uh, being serene and, you know, doing the serenity prayer and things like that. You know, the things that you cannot change. And I'm very lucky that, you know, I accept the things that can't change and have courage to change the things that I can. And if it wasn't, know the difference. And the difference is you don't really need half the things we need. And I think this is Mother Nature telling us all, wise up slow down you don't need to be flying foreign holidays every five minutes and I think this is the lesson that's coming out it's a lesson that I'm learning it's a lesson that my wife's learning it's a lesson now I do really really feel very sad from grandkids who are not at school and who are missing their friends something something terrible I feel sorry for them but you know at my age I'm happy enough the way I'm doing things I would love to go back to work there's nothing as nice as you know being in front of a live audience, you know, you have never seen them before. And within 30 seconds they're laughing. Wow, i think scored a, a, a goal in the All-Iron Final in Crow Park. Uh, and if it happens again, great. And if it doesn't happen, I'll get by. That's my way of looking at it. And I have to be fairly philosophical. You know, I've learned that over the years, you know, that using my serenity prayer, you know, just makes life an awful lot easier but then everybody's not that lucky.
0: Um, Eugene, when it comes to, you're, you're in the north of Ireland, and the vaccine has been rolled out Yep. Um, more up yep. there than in the south of Ireland or even in Canada. Uh, it's ahead of the curve slightly. Have you uh, had your vaccine yet, or have you been yep. given a date? Yes. I.
1: Yeah, I had mine last Monday. My wife had hers last Tuesday. I was the first. I'll have a second one in about... Eight weeks' time, and my wife the same. And, that's, and I feed rip. I, I get up in the mornings and go for my walk. and do about with four miles every day. I can practice golf in the back garden, uh, which is a very lucky thing to do. And I would go up to Tesco's or up to some shop at maybe 8 o'clock in the morning and get the paper and whatever bits and pieces I need. But I'm not really that worried about going out to restaurants and things at the minute or getting into big crowds. I'm trying to protect my wife and my family and my children. And that's what most sensible people are doing. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to avoid the COVID, but we're cutting down the chance of uh, catching it.
0: And over the last 11 months, have you been able to keep uh, some kind of touch with the kids and the grandkids that there were you were in the one bubble and able to get a hug and yeah. give a hug?
1: Yes, Uh huh. yeah, yeah. Well, we don't do the huggy bits. My grandkids now will be coming up tomorrow. They come up on a Friday, uh, and they sit on one side of the room, and the wife and I sit on the other side of the room, and they get their pocket money in a few sweets, and we see them. And then my other grandson, uh, Liam, who's nearly 18, you know, I would leave money for him, and we see them all right. Uh, if it was the summertime, they'd be out in the garden, we'd be out in the garden, but in this wintry, terrible, wet, stutchy weather, you know they'll come into the house, but we're social distanced. You know, and that's that's all you can do. I don't think I don't think I would really really want to be a, the type of person that had to stay in the house. I have a next door neighbour, and she hasn't been out the door except for her uh, uh, vaccine. She hasn't been out the door in over a year, just once for a vaccine. She doesn't go out. Her grandkids come and they stand in the driveway and they talk to her. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> I wouldn't want business that, you know. But we're, we're we're coping all right. We're coping all right.
0: Well, Eugene, we've run out of time. I'm afraid, and it's been wonderful to be able to catch up with you. And I'm delighted to hear that you and the family are doing so well. That you've got the vaccine, and uh, and you too, my friend. And that uh, much, whether you you wanted it or not, that it's pushing. You've been pushed into retirement. <laughs> whether you uh, you retire from retirement, we'll see.
1: I <laughs> think I'm thinking about three quarters retired.
0: <laughs> but thanks a million, Eugene.
1: Awesome, brilliant to talk to you. I loved. I, I did a few trips in Canada over the years with Anna McGoldrick and we played Ottawa and Toronto and Banff and up to Newfoundland and up to Nova Scotia and it was lovely. What a lovely, lovely country. You know i really and i'll have to tell you a little quickly before i go my first trip to canada was in 1981 with Christy o'toole and the carton uh, show and we stayed in the big hotel in toronto and after the show we were leaving to go to halifax or something for a long drive and i said lads we better get sandwiches and things to take with us you know because it's a long journey and you know we'd need something to eat and the boy said sure we'll stop and get some date I said, don't be daft. Where the hell are you going to get some at 3 o'clock in the morning? And they said, everywhere. <laughs> we had come from Northern Ireland where Belfast, during the troubles, everyone closed at 6 o'clock. <laughs> and you couldn't have got a drink of water, but it was lovely. Can I tell you a joke before I go?
0: I love you too. Love you too.
1: Right. But Paddy, Paddy went to America. And his hearing was very bad. And he decided that he would have to give something. One of his pals suggested, Paddy, if you're not to the local army base, they'll give you a job, because they're always looking for civvies to help out. So Paddy went up, explained about his bad hearing, and uh, the officer said, look Paddy, not to worry about the hearing, we'll give you a job as night sort of uh, watchman comes to entry duty, give you the gun stand there. If you hear a noise, you shout halt, to goes there. If you're not happy with the answer, Hall goes there, not happy the third time. And you, you don't get the answer you shoot to kill. So this noise came up Paddy said, who goes there? Army chaplain. Hall goes there, army chaplain. Third and final time, army chaplain. Paddy goes there, and shot your man. And, you know, and he's lying on the ground on this face down, and Paddy flipped him with his foot and looked down and says, Charlie chaplain, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one, the the one lovely. I have to tell you this one before I go. The one lovely one that I used on the cruise ship back last February, and I don't know where it came from, was when Paddy went to America. He joined the FBI, and after a long time training, he was seconded to be part of the detail on the protection of the President of the United States of America. And they came into Washington, the big limo. And all the FBI boys lined down the side of the limo. And uh, the President got out. And as the President got out, a shot rang out, or a car backfired. Paddy, trained as he was do, pushed the President to the ground shouting, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse. And after it was all over, his boss says, Paddy, you did write pushing the President to the ground, but why did you shout Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse? He says, boss, I got confused. I made the show Donald Duck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Team for Spots, it's been a real pleasure and a joy chatting with you.